Welcome back, everyone. It's Maddie with another episode of the Mad Tea Talk. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about body image and opening up about living with an eating disorder. I wanted to provide a trigger warning because it may be uncomfortable for some people listening about this if they've dealt with something similar, but I'm going to provide a warning because I will be talking about it, and I'm going to discuss how I overcame that and um, what I went through in those years. All right, so I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is a very vulnerable topic. Um, Body image is something that um, I feel like a lot of our society thinks that it's just women that go through it, but really, um, sadly to say, um, men go through it too, and it is very prevalent that um, we discuss this this topic because a lot of people like to sweep it under the rug, and I feel like a lot of people are very unaware of um, the things that younger people go through, especially in this generation. Um, I wanted to use my podcast to kind of get this topic out because it needs to be said it is a worldwide issue and um, being a psychology major I think um, I really wish people understood just how prevalent um, your progress is as a person and Nobody should be ashamed of what they look like or the person that they are. So please (laughs) enjoy and hopefully you guys learn something. Just so you guys get the picture, I'm going to discuss it taking it way back when. Um, So growing up in elementary school, I've always been the tall lengthy girl. (laughs) I was very skinny. I was tall. (laughs) And um, I kind of stuck out in the crowd as like being the tall girl in the class. Um, And then a few years later, a lot of the girls started catching up to my height. And I became not average, but You know, it was more normalized, I guess, to be tall. In the beginning, I I was fine with being, um, well, no. In the beginning, I was was not really liking being tall. I was actually insecure about it. Um, But it's funny how (laughs) I use my height as an advantage now that I'm older. (laughs) And I'm actually proud to say that I'm tall. Back then, um, being tall was not something, you know, I can't control my height, um, but I didn't like how I was tall. I didn't like how I was super skinny, and I kind of wish I had more fat on my body than I did. Um, Then I got into... 7th and 8th grade and (laughs) bodies are changing (laughs) and you know 
puberty kind of kicks in and you're starting to, you know, get more fat on your body. (laughs) I, you know, this came very quickly to me. Like it wasn't, it didn't take place over a, a course of a few years. This happened kind of right when I was in seventh and eighth grade, I I just got boobs and I started getting a bigger butt and I started noticing more fat on my body. And it's really, that's when it hit me that like, we all want what we can't have. (laughs) Um, and I started seeing pictures of myself. Um, and I compared myself from what I looked like in high school in middle school to what I looked like as a fifth grader, you know? And I started thinking, wow, I wish I was that skinny. But, you know, being in fifth grade, I didn't, I, you know, I wanted more fat on my body. But then once I got it, I was like, well, now I'm fat. I didn't associate that as my body was changing and Um, I was becoming a woman, (laughs) you know, I, and so I got really insecure over what I looked like after that. Um, so in high school, my freshman year of high school, um, my mom is the type of person who loves to take pictures. Um, it's been like her thing, like basically my whole life. Um, we have a bunch of photo albums. There's a bunch of pictures in my house of, like, us growing up. And, um, yeah, my mom just loves pictures. And I, like, I, to this day, I'm not going to lie, I get very insecure when people have to take pictures of me. Um, <laughs> but in high school, like, as a freshman, I it just kicked, it just like hit me that I was like, well, in order to lose weight, I'm going to have to stop eating and I'm going to have to start working out more. Keep in mind, tennis was like my whole life. I was like a competitive tennis player. I played seven days a week, at least two to four hours a day. I was using a lot of energy being on the court um and I would also work out after um and I so naturally you know you're going to be more hungry especially (laughs) when you know you are growing um and you're an athlete and so I kind of wish a lot of school systems talked about how, you know, being an athlete and going through, you know, that change in your body is so, like, not talked about. It's, it's, it blows me away because I feel like a lot of athletes, a lot of female athletes will relate to this, but nobody talks about it. I was relying on working out and not eating as a way for me to lose the weight. Um, 
to give you an idea of my day-to-day routine living with an eating disorder, I would wake up, I would put my makeup on, and I wouldn't pack a lunch, and I wouldn't eat anything in the morning. So I went from, you know, 6 a.m. when I woke up to 3 p.m. when I got home from school not eating anything. And I would work, I would, you know, I would have practice or I would have a match or I would come home and work out. You know, I was working out with nothing in my body. And the only meal I would eat is dinner because I didn't want my parents to know what was really going on. Looking back, obviously, I wish I handled things different. I wish, you know, I talked about it more and I would kind of make comments like, oh, I look fat in that picture. or Oh, I feel so bloated. But I don't think... Eventually, it became obvious my parents did know um, that I wasn't eating. And, um, you know, when I went to lunch at school, my, my friends would be eating and I wouldn't. Um, so you could imagine how destructing that is because, you know... You're living with basically no food in your body. And you're trying to use the energy that you do have to play tennis and work out with nothing in your system. And it drove me up a wall because I was so hungry. My body would start shaking. Eventually, I started passing out on the courts And I got heat stroke a few times and um, because I didn't have anything. And I started counting calories um, and I would only eat like dinner and maybe a snack. So that was probably like, you know... I try to keep it under a thousand calories a day, basically, um, the lowest possible. So I would say on average, it was probably around 600 calories a day. Um, and it really like drove me insane. I, wasn't eating and it became my thought every second of the day was I have to be skinny I can't look fat I am so hungry but I'm not going to eat anything I'm so hungry I can't wait for dinner tonight um you know it it was it was horrible and I tried to do everything I could. I would look up YouTube videos on how to lose weight. I would starve myself. Literally, it was awful. 
I worked out on the on my post season I would work out two times a day an hour each trying to hide it from my parents so you know you could imagine (laughs) how destructing that can be to somebody and that was my life for years like I'm talking maybe eighth grade to junior year senior year um so it you know when you're talking long term like that it was the worst like mental illness I think women at that young of an age can go through I tried you know after that I tried it I tried dieting and um not just like dieting with you know like not eating (laughs) I was like realizing okay I can't not eat um I have to eat something to keep me stable for the day um and so I tried vegan diets and for those of you who don't know what a like vegan diets are it's basically where you don't eat dairy and you don't eat meat so it's all it limits your options a lot in terms of protein and um so I did that diet for I think like a year and a half and I did notice a difference and I got a lot of people saying wow you lost a lot of weight from this and I'm not saying this so people are like going on vegan diets and are like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight. Maddie says that, you know, being a vegan helps you lose weight. I'm not saying that at all because each diet works for different body types. Um, I think there's a safer way to do it. Um, and I'm not going to tell you what to do because I, I don't have the knowledge to help each person's body type help you, you know, diet and I'm not telling you guys to diet so I just want to make that clear but growing up after like I'm telling you right now I will eat anything now and I'm not worried about getting fat or like it's so interesting because I come to terms with this simple fact So if there's anything I want you guys to get out of this podcast, it's this. So like open up your ears and listen to this. Everybody is different. We are all different. We are built different ways. Our bones are constructed differently. The way that our fat stores differently. And that is what helped me realize And accept that this is what I look like. This is my body type and we're all different. I can't compare myself to what I see. Or I can't compare myself to my friends. And, you know, um, it's really hard because there's such a stereotype for young girls that we have to look 
skinny. We have to be tall. We have to, you know, have no waist and this, this, this. You know, like there's so many stigmas around uh, what the beauty standard is. The fact that I'm even able to talk about this says a lot about my growth. Um, because in the beginning, for years, I was hiding this. Um, and I don't think my... I don't think people started realizing until maybe my junior year of high school. And that's kind of when I had to go talk to, talk to a therapist and I kind of told her like it's controlling my life not eating anything is probably the most destructing most lonely feeling you could imagine um it was awful I had so much anxiety, so much depression because food like helps you, helps your mood and also energizes you. I was so dead. I was moody in high school and I am not surprised that there's a big correlation to the fact that girls in high school are known to be moodier. Maybe it's because they don't eat anything. I'm not even kidding you. Um, I definitely have been told by my parents when I do kind of lash out on them, they say like, oh, you're, you're hungry. Like you need food. And then when I eat, voila, I'm not moody anymore. So (laughs) it really does increase your mood to eat. And I can say that now after looking back, but I didn't realize it back then because I was so idolizing the fact that I wanted my body to be a certain way. You can't control, I'm sorry to say this, but you can't control what you look like. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't like surgeries that I think are now being normalized. I'm not saying that if you plan on doing a surgery to change what you look like, then you're wrong. I I don't care um, what you do with your body. But personally, I think that we should be accepting of what we look like, who we are as people, and surgeries are taking us a step back because we're trying to look like a certain... We're trying to look like a certain way right and um I think surgeries do a really bad job of helping people accept who they are I think every girl has a list of a hundred things that they wish they could change about themselves um but personally I have always been I've been confident, but also 
very, very insecure of what I looked like. And I discussed this, I think, on previous episodes. I, you know, in high school, I was dealing with a lot of change. And um, I'm going to be honest, I will eat anything now. <laughs> I'm no longer vegan. I, and And you know what the interesting part of this episode in particular is I was discussing, you know, risk-taking and seeking discomfort in my last episode. Um, I've never tried red meat in my life. 19 years, and I've never tried red meat in my life. I went over to my roommate's house for Easter, and I had beef. So it took me 19 years for me to have beef. (laughs) Um, you know, so that kind of just shows you, like, I will eat anything now, and I don't have to worry about what I look like, and it is so freeing to say that, like, because I've just accepted, like, this is the way my body is, this is where fat is stored in my body, I can't control it, so I'm gonna eat anything I want. Um, and I, there is no doubt in my mind that, um, the reason why I'm happier is probably because I'm eating more. I'm just going to say it. I am more motivated to do things in my day. Um, I've recognized the importance of sleep and I'm able to do that now. I'm going to take a break, um, about talking about the woman beauty standard and, um, not eating for women. I'm going to talk about the men as well. So, you know, being <laughs> being a woman in college, um, I've, you know, I've dated a lot of guys and I talk to a lot of guys. I, I see how guys can... Um, get with their diets as well. So I'm not just going to sit here and tell you, oh, it's only women that are dealing with this, this, this. No, it de- it deals with a lot of guys' psychology as well. Um, I think the men in our generation now, like their big thing is I have to, (laughs) I have to go to the gym and I have to get a six pack. I have to get biceps and I have to take my pre-workout. I need to lift this much in order to look like this. And it becomes, you know, harder for guys that can't gain that type of muscle in that area to cause them to be insecure. Um, I have a younger brother, and he's in high school, and, um, you know, I can, uh, I can say that he's also a gym freak, and, you know, it kind of just shows you that a lot of guys now, I would say, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm 19, so I don't know what it was like back in the 70s, but I can, I honestly am really confident with the fact that I think that there's a huge, um, shift in bodies now, like how we go about our diets, 
what we're doing to look a certain way. I think that a lot of people need to just really recognize the fact that you can't change what you look like. I'm sorry. You can work on yourself and, um, you know, you can have progress what you in what you look like, but ultimately it's how you feel about yourself. I'm fully comfortable with saying that now. Um, I'm happy with what I look like, but I'm also more proud of the person that I am now um, because it took me a lot of years to get to where I am. Um, and this kind of helped me, I think, after talking about this, it helped me understand and I've reflected on what I want my children when I'm a mother, what I'm going to do for them in our generation. When I have a girl, I'm going to teach her right away, every day, to look in the mirror before preschool, before elementary school, before middle school and high school. I'm going to teach her to look herself in the mirror and list three things that she likes about herself, whether that be physically or the person that she is on the inside. I'm going to make her say three things that she loves about herself every single day because that's going to help her boost her confidence. And when you say things, even if you don't mean them, you'll eventually mean them. When I have a boy, I'm going to teach him that our world is nasty from an early age. I'm going to protect him from the dangers of being a bigger man. I'm going to teach him that just because our generation tells us to have sex, it doesn't mean it's the right thing. I'm going to teach him that just because our world wants us to be our world wants our the boys in our population to quote unquote be the bigger guy. I'm going to teach him that his feelings and his thoughts matter. If he wants to cry, I'm going to give him a safe spot to cry. And I really wish that our school systems did a better job of teaching kids how, like, our gender teaches us to be a certain way. Um, I think that you know, just because we're girls, we shouldn't have to have that perfect body. And same for boys. Like, why Why do we have to have perfect bodies in order to be seen as more attractive? It's funny to me how the guys that I date, they like to hide the way that they're feeling. They don't like to admit when they're sad. They don't like to admit you know, they, they don't like to admit that they're lonely. And the way that the guys take it out is with anger because of this, this stereotype that, you know, guys can't be sad. So they have to react in an anger defensive way. I guess what I'm trying to say is it took me years to, you know, accept the fact that Nobody's perfect. Like, I can only do my best. 
Um, but I'm not going to try to change and look like somebody I'm not. I'm going to go about my day-to-day routine. And if I decide to wake up, wear sweatpants, put my hair in a bun, no makeup, and live my life, then why can't I do that? I'm going to do what makes me happy and I shouldn't have to feel that pressure of trying to be pretty every single day. I want everybody to know listening that if you've dealt with something similar to me or you're currently in a situation where you're living with an eating disorder or you're dealing with body image issues, please, please, please don't feel shy to reach out to me. My Instagram is Maddie G. Wiseman. My DMs are always open and I'm here for anybody who needs help. I want this podcast and I said it before, I'll say it again and I'll say it a hundred times. I want this podcast to help people. I want in my life to help as many people as I can get to the point where we can accept ourselves and we can grow And every day I wake up, I'm excited for the fact that I get to progress into an even better woman than I was the day before or last week. I'm happy with my progress, being in college, being independent, having that time to really reflect on the things and the choices that I've made in my life. I've made some mistakes in my life and I can admit that. And I've learned from it. And I think it's okay to make mistakes. I think that me dealing with body image issues and eating disorders has really helped me into the person that I am today. Because if I didn't have body image issues and I didn't have an eating disorder, I think that I wouldn't be as strong of a woman as I am today. I've looked at every single day as a new opportunity and growth is something that I really strive for every day now um risk taking has been a huge shift in my life but it's also switched my point of view on a lot of different things I'm no longer you know that small-minded person that I was in high school I'm able to experience new things. I'm able to have knowledge of different things. And I'm really able to recognize the fact that so many people are different. And coming to college in a different state, I think, has also given me that um, realization, too. Um, And helping people, talking about these difficult conversations will eventually help us be comfortable with ourselves. It will be helpful for people that have issues to be more on the lookout and be more able to, you know, get that help that they need. All right, so I'm going to wrap this one up. But um, I just wanted to say I'm so happy with this episode. Um, I'm not going to lie, last episode I wasn't very um, confident with the content just because I feel like I was just rushed to get in an episode. And taking a week off, I was really able to 
uh, make a list of things I do want to talk about um, and I was just really really stressed and busy so I hope you guys can understand um, but I really um, encourage you guys if you are dealing with something um, similar to my experience and um, you need help or maybe you you know took things a little bit differently and overcame things in a different way um, I would love to hear your stories um, and go DM me on Instagram again my Instagram is Maddie G Wiseman and yeah I'm so excited I hope you guys learned something and I hope you guys could enjoy this episode even though it was a little bit dark um, but I will see you guys next week and um, yeah